Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Doing the Thing podcast. Uh, of course, I'm Philip Macko. I'm joined by my buddy and my co-host, Jason Madden. How's it going, Jason? Good, brother. Good. Good. Happy to be here. Yeah. Happy Wednesday. It's been a great week so far. hope it has for you as well. Yeah, always. Yeah, so I was thinking about what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, you know, it's funny. As you all know, those of you listening to the show, we appreciate that, by the way. Um, you know, Jason and I are career ownership coaches, and we work with people considering a career change and also open-minded to entrepreneurship as a potential path. Um, but, you know, it's funny in those conversations, right, especially early on, and I'm sure, Jason, you experience this, where people are like, well, I don't know if I want to buy a business or not. And I'm like, I, did I ask you to buy a business? <laughs> I don't know if I want to be an entrepreneur. Did I tell you that that's what we're going to do? I'm just, I'm asking you, are you open-minded to learn? Are you open-minded to discover and explore? Um, have you had those kind of calls too? Oh, yeah, all the time. And, um, you know, some of those calls are going to be like, oh, what do you got for me? What what? What what what's my what's my business you know tarot card say you know what's what's my business <laughs> fortune say it's like I'm sorry man I can't I can't predict the future like that but I can certainly help you find something that's in alignment with these future goals that you might have and it can be a vehicle for it. Yeah, <laughs> I love that the tarot cards. <laughs> um, you know, and the way that I look at it is. Um, we ought to be able to get the best set of circumstances. So we really work across four pillars. We're going to talk about uh, the financial aspects of those pillars in much more detail. Um, but really the pillars are income, lifestyle, wealth, and equity. And what we say is, you know, can you find a new career in entrepreneurship that meets your immediate income needs? More importantly, that builds wealth in a way that as a W-2 employee with a 401k, could it outperform that? Could you then have an equitable asset at the end of that equation that becomes potentially saleable? Um, what are the tax savings benefits involved? Home office deductions, leasing a car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All those things from the financial perspective we're going to dig into today. Um, but the fourth pillar is really about lifestyle. It's about doing something you enjoy doing that you find fulfilling, that you wake up happy about every day or most every day. Not every day is perfect, right? But most every day. Um, does it give you the freedoms? Like I was telling Jason today, I've got a three and a half hour break in my schedule and I made a conscious sure. choice not to go out and set up new stuff, but I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to do a little work on my kitchen cabinets. And that's why I got into business for myself is that freedom and that lifestyle. Um, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about today so it can be a little bit uncomfortable and a little intimidating when you say, okay, I'm going to start a business. Obviously, there's an investment. Am I ready to make that investment? Um, and I think it's important to draw some analogies that will give you a little bit more confidence and comfort in assessing whether that investment can work for you in the ways that you want it to. So let's start with the first analogy, Jason. You bought a home in Albuquerque. How recently? I was going coming up on a year and a half already, believe it or not. Can you believe that? Wow. Wow, that went fast. <laughs> yeah. um, so let me ask you, did you walk into one and only home, a one and only one and only one house, look at it and go, This is the one I'm buying, and then just buy it? 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We did online research. We talked to multiple real estate agents. Um, we looked at different listings. We went to every open house that we possibly could that allowed us to do it during a pandemic. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we did a lot of work to, to find the house that, that suited us. And, and it wasn't easy too, because I mean, we're still kind of going through like a limited inventory in the area. So we had to, we had to quickly make a decision too. So in order to do that, we had to, you know, do our research quickly and effectively. Mm, interesting. So as you went from house to house, how did that help inform your final decision on the house that you ended up buying? Well, it's all about criteria, right? So this house is going to, I mean, minimum three bedrooms, preferably four, you know, so this house has to be big enough for all of Maureen's shoes. I'll edit that out. <laughs> it's got to be big enough for, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got, but... got to have your gym in the garage. Got to have the garage gym, got to have room for office space because we both, well, what Marines blended, you know, virtual working and stuff like that. Uh, uh, and I'm all virtual. So we had to have enough space for both of us to be able to work together in the same house. And, um, you know, it had to be a good community too. You know, we had to, you know, our neighbors had to be clean. Our, our neighbors had to keep, you know, care about their homes and stuff like that. And, you know, Albuquerque is a pretty high crime area. So we had to be in a place that, you know, as a lower crime neighborhood and stuff like that, too. Yeah, and and those are all excellent data points. And I wonder, too, as you looked, as you went from home to home and did that kind of research, did your requirements start to change or evolve through that process? They kind of had to because because of the lower inventory of Albuquerque, like we would leave a house that we're like, this is it. This is really good. You know, like my, my ideal house is a ranch house. So I don't have to, you know, go upstairs and things like that. Um, uh, we found one that was just great, great, you know, four bedrooms, nice spread out, huge yard and everything. As we were leaving the door, a realtor got a call and said that somebody put in an offer for it. Sight unseen. Uh, it's like, well, that person obviously is, is okay with not doing their research and not actually showing up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I and, and I think that's the point of um you know talking through this is first of all if you've never explored entrepreneurship it can feel a little intimidating first. Now of course Jason and I are good guys and the rest of our coaches are great people as well and one of our goals is to create a safe space for you to learn just like a real estate agent does. They don't walk you into three or four homes and go all right, here's the paperwork. Let's here's do this, offer. right? Yeah. Um, but during that experience of opening up some doors and walking in and looking at the kitchen and investigating crime rates and everything else, your needs and expectations can evolve and change. And that's why it's important to not just hone in on one particular thing, but instead to look at multiple things. And as you do, it helps you kind of narrow in on that vision, right? Right. And, and you know what? There's no such thing as like a perfect business, just like there's no such thing as a perfect house. Right. So <laughs> we, we ended up buying a house that had it upstairs. You know, my office is upstairs. So so I get that get the creaky knee syndrome. So, you know, my screws kind of scream at me every now and then. But you know what? It's not forever. You know, it's not forever. We'll move eventually as uh, Maureen gets uh, reassigned with the Air Force and stuff like that. But I like to think about that kind of 
kind of attitude with a business too. You, if there was such a thing as a perfect business, I mean, you and I would probably already know about it and already be in it and not having this conversation at all, right? <laughs> so would everybody else in the world because it's perfect. Right, right, right. And, you know, so I think there's a lot of good parity between, you know, looking at a home and considering a business, um, especially because businesses build equity like homes do. Um, and one of the things that people struggle with sometimes until we talk through it is like, all right, well, you work in the world of resale businesses, licensing opportunities, and franchise brands, and all of them have a upfront investment commitment. I'm like, yeah, well, let's talk about that investment because it's not just throwing money at the wall. It is buying into the expertise, the methodologies, the innovations, and most importantly, the infrastructure of a successful business that can lift you up and help you. Um, so the other analogy I like to draw is, do you, uh, do you invest in the stock market, Jason? I do. I do. Stocks, got the, the IRAs and the 401ks. I got the portfolio to show. And the stock investments that you do, what kinds of things do you look at before you decide on a? Well, well, with the stock market, I don't, the ones that I control on my own, that's not going through a fiduciary or a broker or something like that. The ones that I do on my own, I'm, I'm looking for things that have a little bit less risk to them and maybe they're a little bit more established you know maybe they've got a pretty good track record of uh, of good returns and things like that you know i'm not going to get into like super risky investments uh you know maybe maybe like five years ago when i was you know you know being really aggressive with it that's where i was but now now things are kind of doing well for me and i like to kind of keep it and make it even better you know yeah, yeah, makes perfect sense. And, you know, as it relates to our conversation, so there are risk-oriented strategies that sometimes have high rewards, but that's because they have high risk. And then there's the smarter, uh, longer-term strategy, right? Um, but in each of those scenarios, aren't you – you're looking at the history of the company, you're looking at the industry they're in, you're looking at their corporate governance, you're looking yeah. at their – legal history has there been litigation against them you're looking at a lot of different factors before you say yeah this is a stock investment that will perform for me right well yeah i think about it with uh so i i, I put everything like right now my, my my retirement goal is about 10 years from now you know so i put everything on like a like a 10-year plan you know is this going to continue to serve is this company going to continue to be around after 10 years, and but if, it, if Elon Musk goes ahead and buys it really quickly, am I going to be able to still make money on it? <laughs> Not that Elon Musk is out there buying things these days. No, no, no. I wish I had Twitter stock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, you know, the same thing really applies. And one of the things, um, one of the many things that people may not know about the world that we're in and the entrepreneurial possibilities we work with is we are in one of the most heavily regulated, if not the most heavy, heavily regulated of all investments. And by way of that regulation, every year, each brand we're affiliated with has to produce disclosure documents that are audited by the Federal Trade Commission. And so all those things that you might go out and research on the internet, or you might look at you know, industry experts or, you know, blog posts to advise you on good stocks to buy. 
all those things are contained in that disclosure document. And you yeah. can look at governance and financial performance and legal history, P&Ls for companies, and verified. Yeah, and it's verified. Um, and so drawing it back to something we do in the everyday world, even as simple as buying a refrigerator, we just don't go to Best Buy and buy a refrigerator, right? We go online, we look at who has the sales, we think about the shape, size, everything else. We get all those thoughts in mind. Yeah, <laughs> we look at reviews, you know, all that kind of feedback. We put all that stuff together, and then one day we feel confident enough to step in and make a purchase decision. Using that same thinking is really what we encourage people to do as they explore entrepreneurship. Stay open-minded, approach it logically like you would in other things you do, right? Right. And, and you know, there's, there's a big difference between uh, going – you know, using funds for a business and, and buying a refrigerator. And, and I think one of the big things that you should do is, is kind of change your language a little bit. You don't buy a franchise. You don't buy a business. You invest, you invest, you invest, you're investing into it and you're invested into it. And, and, and that's going to change the way you think about that business going forward. Cause think about when you buy a business, when you buy something, you expect, you have expectations for it. You have all these expectations that you're getting a product or a service or something like that. You don't necessarily get that when you buy a business because when you invest, you're doing something that you have to be active in. You are you have you have control of whether or not that's going to go into the ditch or if it's going to soar. And so when you buy something, you don't have that control because somebody should have already done that for you. You know, so I like to 100%. change the language on it. When somebody says to me, says to me they want to buy a franchise, like, oh, you want to buy a franchise company or do you want to invest in the business? Love that analogy. And, you know, one of the other things that um, we wanted to explore is um, how can you best get your resources working for you, especially given all the shifts, changes in economic situations, world situations, supply chain situations, home markets, all those things combined, thinking about how can you best utilize the resources you have to work most effectively to accomplish your goals, given some of these complexities. So, Jason, you were talking a little bit before we opened up the session about that. Why don't you kick in and share your thinking? Yeah, so so – those of us that own homes, we're probably really enjoying a lot of home equity right now. And, you know, you probably hear it. We've probably been hearing it for several years now that interest rates are going to raise and, and that's going to lower home prices and things like that. So so that really big investment that we have that might might be depreciating soon. And we and we don't know we don't know how that's going to go go down and things like that. But for those of you that um, or for those of us that might be in our homes for a while, you know it might make sense to take advantage of some of that home equity at some point. You know, either, you know, however way you want to do it. If that if that's for investing in your business, it's probably the cheapest way to do it. By the way, because right now if you're to use home equity, you could probably you know basically get yourself a nice line of credit for like maybe three or four percent versus. You know, getting a business loan at seven, eight, or nine percent, um, and also with the with your four hundred one k, it's been said many times over the last couple of years that four hundred one ks are gradually turning into two hundred one ks, 
And that, that means those, those things are going to be dec- depreciating pretty soon. We don't know that for sure, but I, I, looking at how things are right now with inflation at all-time high, it's very likely some of that stuff's going to happen. So start. I like to start thinking about what I would do with some of that, those funds before they start depreciating and you know, kind of affecting the goals that I have for my own retirement. So that could be in place of rolling those funds over into a C-Corp as a business so I have control of those shares. And, and using it to improve the businesses that I already have, or maybe purchase, <laughs> I did it, investing into another business. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and, and those are excellent insights because, you know, I'm sure that across the generations, everyone has said, well, we're living in exceptional times. But honestly, I think of, you know, short of World War II and World War One and some major significant global events, we are in exceptional times, right? We're coming hopefully, yeah, to the other side of the pandemic, but still facing endemic situations. So limitations, changes on travel, cruise industries, effects on hospitality and staffing are changing the way these businesses perform. And depending on your portfolio, if you're invested in those types of businesses, you may be seeing some effects, right? Then we've got Ukraine and Russia and potential, you know, shifts and changes in the energy markets. We've got uh, China shutting down again for uh, due to COVID. And because of that, you know, Shanghai and all the products that are coming out from those ports are being affected. Yeah. So you're going to have some after effects, right? Yep. And, you know, this is not meant to be by any means a scare tactic. This is instead to say, these are the realities that we live in. And, as you look at your retirement portfolio, depending on how you're invested, there could be some impacts to you. Could you shelter those monies from those potential impacts in a way that works more effectively, I think is what we're saying, right? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I one of the big things that I really learned, you know, back in the military days was always, always anticipate, always anticipate requirements, always anticipate you know, things going not the way you want them to go and, and how you would react to them, you know, or, or, or how you could prevent them. You know, one of the biggest things that saves people the most money when between business and healthcare is prevention, right? So, so how could you prevent, you know, think about it that way. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the way that we're talking about. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You know, that's just, you know, Business ownership is just one of them. It gives you some of that control, but there are other investment routes, other investment ways that you could do that. But, you know, I don't know all of them, uh, but there's, there's definitely some things out there that you could do. Yeah. And I just think it's valuable thought leadership and thought exercise. Even if you're as a, as a W2 employee today and you feel pretty secure in your job and you've got a 401k and it seems to be building you know, thinking out into the future to say, is there possibilities of a merger acquisition? Is my portfolio potentially going to shrink like it did in 2008 due to these economic factors? And if I have concerns over that, are there things I can learn about and explore that can mitigate those risks? And can I be proactive in, you know, understanding and potentially preventing them? That's really what we encourage. It's all of these things combined. It's those four pillars. It's understanding the um, methodologies to investigate and get the good data points. And it's really about 
risk mitigation and opportunity maximization. <laughs> that sounded great, man. You need to you need to do a snippet of that audio clip right there. That was great. <laughs> Drop the knowledge. Bam. <laughs> Bam. So yeah, listen, this has been a great session, Jason, and I hope those listening got something out of it. I encourage you to really think about the things that we've shared and, you know, have some meaningful conversations with yourself about where you're at. And, hey, if we can help you along the way, that's what we do. That's right. That's right. It's just another way of exploring your options. So I think we should close, right? Yep. I think so, my man. I think we've done a, I think we've done ourselves a good conversation today. I agree. I agree. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We certainly do appreciate you. Uh, please like and share, and go ahead and give us a follow. If you like what we had to say, um, please give us a comment. If you hated it, still give us a comment. Give us some feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and then you write, we'll see you all next week. <laughs>